Hello, everybody, and welcome to the More Sugar Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Callender. I just want to take this time to thank everyone for subscribing, for listening, for sharing, and for giving me all your feedback and just rocking with me like y'all do. Um, It's been amazing, and I just want to take the time to say thank you before I get into whatever I'm going to talk about. Um, Sometimes I have topics planned, and then sometimes... I just go with whatever the spirit moves me. Uh, it's been a minute since I recorded. Uh, life, life comes at you fast, and you, you, you plan, and God laughs. So, um, I just been, you know, a lot of home stuff going on and work stuff colliding, and I've been like that SpongeBob me with all my hands going. My wife and I just just handling it and preparing for a future that we're really excited about. So I can't wait to share that news with you guys in another month or two. But for now, here I am. Uh, Today is Friday, May 6th. And since we're so close to Mother's Day, Sunday is Mother's Day. I want to talk about mothering. And being a mother and Mother's Day and what that means to me and what prepared me for being a mother, what didn't prepare me and just mother. So the topic for today is going to be mother, whether you are a mother or not, whether you have a mother, whether you're missing your mother, whether your mother's here, whether she's gone. Some people that desire to be mothers that can't be for whatever reason. And I say can't be, well, that's just a physical term. Uh, Because there are a lot of people that are mothers that didn't physically have kids. Um, Mother figures. Um, So I want to start off by saying my mother passed away in January of 1999, a long time ago, and not a Mother's Day that doesn't go by that I don't think about her, um, that I don't miss her, not a day goes by that I don't um, do something with my son or watch my wife with our son that I don't miss her. So cherish your mothers. If you have your mother, if your mother's still alive, I would say cherish your mother because one day, unfortunately, um, you, you you will be without her. I don't wish that on anybody, especially if it's unexpected. Uh, I don't wish that on anybody. The My uncle used to sing a song, and I used to think he was so, so dramatic. He, sometimes I feel... Like a motherless child. And I never, and I always just say, you're not motherless. She's just not here. But the the void kind of makes it feel motherless. So I, I get I get that. Um, I get that. I understand him feeling that way without his mother. So 
I just want to say that. And I want to say happy Mother's Day to, to everyone, to, to the aunts, the, the grandmothers, and all the women that, that take care of kids. I just want to recognize you and say happy Mother's Day. And, and thank you for all that you do. Um, your influence is felt and seen. I see y'all. And I, I, I feel all the, the women who, who were not my mother, but had great influence over me. Um, I just want to say thank y'all. It takes a village. I had one aunt. My mother was, and my mother was an only child, and my father had one sister. So technically, I had one aunt. Technically, but that never stopped the village from rallying around us. And and there's so many people that I call aunt so and so and ma or some some sort of uh term of endearment like that um this is my i think it's my six i want to say it's my six mother's day Jax is six uh he's just turned six years old not too long ago so this is my six mother's day and it never gets i never i never grasp the idea of this he gets, I, I looked at him the other day and I just said to, to my wife, my God, he's huge. He's six years old. He wears a size four and a half shoe, a size 11, 12 and clothes. He's 70 pounds, I believe, 71 pounds. And um, he's a big kid and I'm just grateful that I get a chance to be his mother. Uh, I thank God every day that I wake up and see his face and I pray for his safety and I thank God for allowing me to be a mother in this space and to gracefully make mistakes and and learn along this journey. Um, I'm grateful because nothing prepares you for parenting. I always say there's no there's there's no menu that comes with this thing. Uh, nothing prepared me for this. Um, not the positive pregnancy test, not the ultrasound, not my water breaking, not the labor pains, albeit briefly, not the faint cry of this little human that was just extracted from my body. Nothing prepared me for motherhood. Um, I'm not even sure if, you know, I, I think back on conversations with my grandmother and I don't think that her conversations was geared more toward education and and I don't think that we've had a mothering conversation. I don't think she saw me uh, being a mother, and that's a, that's sad because I think that I would make her very proud. And um, yeah, it's just sometimes I, I I when I'm when I'm talking things through, I just faintly go off into a deep thought or memory, and 
it kind of just it makes for this awkward silence. But yeah, tomorrow's to Sunday is Mother's Day, and Jax came to us today and he said, um, "You know, mommy, I have some money. I make money. He sells some. Sometimes he sells his drawings." And um, he has a little, a nice little stash in his um, physical bank account here. And, and he said to me today that he wanted to go buy him, his mother and I, a gift. He had any had idea of what he wanted to buy. He wanted to buy me a watch, and it's funny because he watches us, so he sees the differences in us. And the things that we love and, and the things that we take a liking to. He said to me that he wanted to buy me a watch and get me a new pair of sunglasses because I, my last pair of sunglasses, um, he broke them. So maybe he feels a little bad about him wanting to replace them. So maybe that's the idea. But, <laughs> um, yeah, he and he wanted to buy his mother a bracelet. So we go over to the mall. You know, he, he he first he goes to his bank. He gets his money out. He counts it, and when he's naming the things that he wants to buy, I'm like, uh, "Don't worry, son, I got you." And so I pull. He he's like, "Mom, I don't think." No, I said to him, "I was like, man, what's in here and what you're talking about buying ain't matching up, bro." And so he he was a little sad and. This is is where what made me proud is I pulled out his company credit card and I said, see your name on it? I said, that's yours. I said, don't worry about it. You have the money. And he perked right up. And, of course, I did the old bait and switch. I wasn't going to let him. We don't need that type of heat from the, the alphabet boys charging Mother's Day gifts on the company card. But I let him just give him a little boost of confidence that you have you have what you need. And my wife said that if, if if these are the things that you want to buy is now, I can't wait to actually get the money. So it was fun. You know, we he had a half a day at school. We went over to the mall. And uh, we got Mother's Day gifts. And we came home and they went to a party. So here I am. My sixth Mother's Day, I guess. And I still haven't gotten used to it because... It was raining today, and I seen them off in the party, and I had so much seen them off to the party, and I had so much anxiety. They were driving in the rain, and I'm normally driving. I normally drive wherever we go, so I have control. I think I have control in that aspect, and they drove an hour and a half away, so to see my wife and son get in the car and drive away with her driving, it just gave me so, so much anxiety, so... I think that's because I always say I parent from a place of loss. Um, the the last kid I feel like was my nephew, and sometimes I feel like he passed away on my watch. Like I wasn't on duty. So sometimes I feel like um, I, 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 if I'm not around, I, Things are going to happen, but I have to realize that I'm not in control. And I just, like, being a mother, 
there is nothing that sometimes there's nothing that you can do. And I always think that I have control over everything. Not as a mother, just me as a person. And in in those instances, I'm forced to trust God. So that's one thing I would say being a mother has taught me, and that's to trust God. Excuse me, I'm not saying that that's a hard thing to do. It's just, I, I, I can't explain it. It's just, I trust God. I do. But faith is every faith is like a muscle. If you don't work on it, it won't get stronger. So I have to work on my faith on a daily basis. And one thing that stretches my faith and tests my faith is being a mother. And um even on Mother's Day it's it's crazy what's happening with the Roe versus Wade, and that might be overturned. And I can't imagine someone being a mother that just didn't want to be a mother, right? And some some people just because you're you have this I don't want to say this thing that well, a baby inside of you. It don't mean that you're actually a mother when when. When the baby, when the baby comes out, if you carry, when you're impregnated and you carry a baby for nine months, those nine, if those nine months don't do something to you, and by the ninth month, however that baby comes, either by cesarean or natural birth, so it just doesn't. I used to think that for the, for nine months, I mean, I felt connected to my son for nine months. I just couldn't, I was in awe of the things that my body was going through. And, and I, so I played, I, I paid really, really close attention to what was happening. I noticed the change. My breast got tender. I noticed uh, the stretch marks. I would see his little feet kicking. So for me, the, the unbelief that this was all happening made me pay attention to my body over nine months. So once that nine months is up, I remember um, a friend of mine. She said to me, "She said we would sit. We sat at her kitchen table at the right when I went on maternity leave." And she said, "So you you you've done well. Now he you have to prepare for him to come out." And I thought, "Oh my God, he has to come out <laughs> one way or other." I was praying for a C-section because that's easy. So I thought, even though I watched my cousin have a C-section and I watched her struggle with her recovery, my niece had a C-section, I watched her struggle with her recovery. But for me, I and the, the flip side of that is, you know, when you see a C-section, you just see them, flip, baby comes out. But when you watch childbirth, sometimes it, it it can go on for hours and hours and hours and the agonizing pain and, oh, my God, I just wanted a C-section. I wanted to be over with. That was my prayer. Unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to me, my wife was praying the total opposite. She was praying for a natural birth because she knew that I wouldn't be able to handle that C-section recovery. Nevertheless, nine months, here comes Jax. He's here. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Um, 
my labor was only 30 minutes tops. He came he came hard and fast. He ripped me. I needed a episiotomy. I hope I'm saying that properly. I had to be stitched up. I'm saying all that to say he's out. He sit him on my chest, and I'm looking at him, and I, I, I don't feel what I guess I expected to feel, and and I went home with that emptiness, and I I guess I was postpartum. So you can when people say a child born changes you, it it it, it changes you physically, but. It's gonna always be something that I had to mentally prepare for, even when I seen him, and I would watch him from across the room and watching my wife changing him, and and feeding him, and I breastfed for a while, and and but I was just going through the motions because your body does things naturally, right? Your body's gonna do things naturally that you don't even have to participate in. So I, I'm thankful that I was able to produce milk, and give him that in the beginning. But for the first two weeks, it was hard for me because I felt like that I I, I didn't. I, oh, it's so hard to say. I don't want. I don't want to say that I didn't love him, but I was de- depressed. <laughs> like I don't know why that's so hard for me to say because it's so unbelievable. Like I I felt him all these all these months, and how come? There, I was like, God, why isn't there this immediate connection that you see on TV? Right? It just didn't work out that way for me. Me and my, my, like, my wife is loving up on him, and I just couldn't. I, I really didn't connect with him until about two weeks, which is, is um, can you imagine for women that that's single? Or right, or someone that was forced to have a kid that they didn't want. To that two weeks might seem like a lifetime when it's just you and a kid, and you don't have any resources, you don't have a partner, and you feel trapped. And I'm just assuming that you feel trapped. So. Uh, Postpartum is a thing, and I don't think many women recognize the signs of postpartum, even with a partner. It, it is a thing that doesn't make you a bad parent. You just need to, I just, I just wish more women was aware of it and acknowledged. As I was postpartum, albeit a short period of time, and my wife was amazing, and we had an amazing village, but I, I definitely um, was postpartum, and I thank God for for pulling me through, and I thank God that it wasn't longer than that. Um, I don't know if every if if, if everyone knows that before, even before I had Jacks, I was the, I was on medication for depression, right? And so you can't get pregnant medicated. So I'm drinking tea tonight, y'all. Some nice warm ginger tea. Um, you cannot get pregnant on antidepressants. And antidepressants for me helped a chemical imbalance in my brain, which triggered happiness and sadness. So imagine just stopping that. 
right? I didn't, um, I went cold turkey. I knew I wanted to have a baby, and I knew I couldn't do it on these meds. And I did it in the midst of a spiritual fast, which was, which helped tremendously. But I wanted to be a mother so badly that I knew what I had to do. And so I prayed and God helped me through. Uh, he carried me through the, the the months leading up to us trying to conceive off medication, through the nine months off medication, uh, giving birth, dealing with postpartum, no medication. And he's six and I haven't been back on medication. Praise God. I've, I've just managed with I wouldn't say try this at home because some people need medication. I've been able to manage the chemical imbalance with diet. When I say diet, I mean I know some things. Some things you eat make you feel heavy, and the heaviness makes you sad. So I I know um, when to fast, when to go on a um, a fast to just with fruits and vegetables and take away the meat. And take away the things that there's food is a mood. Food changes your mood. So for me, I was able to balance the chemicals in my brain with diet and exercise and um therapy. Yes, there I would definitely say therapy. So I wanted to be a mother that bad. And imagine as much as I wanted to be a mother, there's some people that don't want to be a mother just as bad. So why 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 are we forcing them to be? And I don't want this to turn into a political debate, but it's Mother's Day. And and these are conversations we're talking to, if this is a podcast about conversations, this is what's happening right now. So these are conversations that people are having. Why force someone to be a mother if they don't want to be? Because then they become horrible mothers. And then the kids get treated bad. And then when the kids get treated bad, it's, it starts to cycle, right? And you it just leads to trauma and, and, and things being passed from kid to kid to kid to kid. And it has to stop somewhere. So if someone doesn't want to be a mother, let's not force them to be a mother. I knew I wanted to be a mother. My wife knew she wanted to be a mother, so we was we was prepared. And I'm grateful we have a, an amazing um, six year old son. Um, parenting, mothering, is special to me. Um, it's special to me because it's just an unexplained feeling of love that oozes out of me when I look into his eyes and when I get up in the morning and I go to work and I know that I'm doing this um, for him. And um, he's my best friend. And I just want to say I'm happy to be your mother, Jax. One day he's going to listen to this when I'm not here, Um, son. Being your mother is is my greatest joy. Um, you're the best thing that God has, has done for me outside of, of, of marrying my wife, um, being your mother. I, 
I wouldn't want to be any other kid's mother. I mean, of course, if we had a sibling, but in this moment right now, um, it's 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 the best it's the best job in the world. It's 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 I can't express enough how how happy he makes us and um I don't want to use the word sacrifice but it 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 involves a lot of of pouring into him and I'm just grateful that I have an amazing wife who um who I can share that with so I just want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, I hope you get your flowers. And I don't mean just the physical flowers. I hope that someone pours into you and say thank you. If your child is too small, I hope and I hope someone says thank you. Because sometimes as, as a mother, um, Mother's Day is far... It, once a year is, is, is far in between to tell someone that they're doing a good job, to tell someone thank you. So if you ever feel like you need a pick-me-up and someone to tell you that you're doing an amazing job, turn on the More Sugar podcast and listen to this Mother's Day episode. You're doing a great job. Next week, you'll be doing a great job, I pray. Next month, you'll be doing a great job, I pray. And in the middle of the night when your son, when your child is sick and, and, and your spouse is sleeping and you up by yourself and you rocking the baby or you waking them up to give them medicine. Or for me, it's me and my wife take turns. Jackson's at the, the, the age where sometimes we have to wake him up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom because we're, we're getting past the, 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 the pee in the bed stage. We're getting, we're getting through that. And we alternate. So if it's three o'clock in the morning and, and, and you feel like no one's up with you and you have to take your son to the bathroom or, or, or you sitting up and you worrying about um how you gonna do this or how you gonna do that, you are appreciated. Amanda from the More Sugar Podcast appreciates you. You're doing a good job. Keep going. Put one foot in front of the other. When they're older, they will appreciate it. You got this. Mothers around the world, y'all, we we got this. But we can't force people to be mothers that aren't ready to be mothers. If you want to be a mother, go be a mother. If you don't wait, you do. I'm, it's hard. But if you feel like you got to wait for a partner... Don't waste your time waiting for somebody who, there's so much technology here, you can do this on your own if you really wanted to, if you have the resources, if you have the village, if you have the love, if you have the support, go have your baby, girl. Like, don't get into this superficial relationship with a man thinking that you need someone It'd be great to have an amazing partner, but if that's just it, it has to be an amazing partner, someone you're on the same page with. Sometimes babies don't allow for you to grow in relationships, in my opinion. 
I think you you both need to be on the same page about direction, how we're gonna raise this kid, um, where we're going with this. No one has a kid is not on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids are on a kid is a kid is on the job training for mothering, but not on the job training for relationships. Get that relationship shit out the way before you enter into becoming a parent. And that's because and that's before becoming a mother or a father. No one has time to go through the negotiations of relationships before you be a parent. You both, in my opinion, need to be sure that this is what you want to do. So again, it's Mother's Day. I'm grateful. You guys are doing an amazing job. And the people that aren't, you, you still have time to get it right. If you're a sucky mother, you have time to get it right. Today is the day you, this is the Mother's Day you, you turn the tide on the ship. If your child, no, no mother wants to bury their child. And a child is going to remember how their mother treated them. You have the time to get it right. Go get it right. Thank you for listening. Y'all be good.